It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday already in our finale week, the 15th of December. The lads, they're there. Flair Sky City. Is it flaring up, lads? How did it flare up yesterday? Flaring. That game. <laughs> it was. Oh, uh, what about Messi, mate? On absolute mm. fire and just doing a clinic. Of how to play soccer, mate, it was really good to watch, actually, is he? And it was packed in here at the flare bar watching the game. They came in in droves. So it was nice, nice. sitting here. looked after us really well. Sky City, eh, Louis? They looked after us. We had a nice little brekkie and a couple of um, refreshing cold drinks and enjoyed the soccer like we are going to do today. Went France and my man Mbappe scores 10 against Morocco. <laughs> That's what I'm picking. Oh, mate, that was a game, honestly. And from the outset, you just thought, man, Argentina are just in one right here. They are on and they are clicking at both ends of the field. And uh, yeah, like you said, Messi just showing what, how determined he is to f- maybe finish his final World Cup with glory. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. He's entered the big... Big dance to go forward and hopefully get that trophy, and it was a clinic 3-0. And if you followed my bet in the other day, you would have got paid the boosted odds of $5.25. Messi to score, Croatia nil. So I had a wee little gravy in my TAB account. Thank you, team. And there was a cup that one I put on. He's back. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm doing some work for, for the tab, and... Had a little bonus bet, little little gig on it. So got a little little bit back there, but there was plenty of power plays that came through. And my one, uh, three shots on target each side in half. Well, Argentina had six in the first half, I think it was, and Croatia zero. So it wasn't even close. They just shut them out both ends and uh, put them under a hell of a lot of pressure. And it was great to watch. I was actually really enjoying it. And I chucked up a f- uh, photo of me with my... Argentina, um, my Argentina shirt, jersey, my last Puma jersey, uh, Joaquin Tusilet, back when I played him for the Argentina uh, rugby side, and I swapped him a jersey, and I went to try it on, he was small as anything back in the day, there was no chance I would have fit one arm into that jersey today, but uh, yeah, I was representing, and then I had a thousand messages coming through bandwagon. Bandwagon, I said, yeah, I am bandwagon, 100%, I want Messi to win. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> hey, 
I'm 100% I'm Portugal all day, but yeah, I'll jump on the bandwagon with uh, Lionel Messi. But lads, big show today. We're going to talk some uh, football. Well, it's only fitting. We're going to talk football. France, is it their turn to punch their ticket to the final? And will all, will the giant party spoilers continue their run at Glory Morocco? Luke Entwistle, editor of Get French Football News, will join us after 7 o'clock. So looking forward to talking more football. And remember, after 8 o'clock, we're off. And you get all the live action live here on SCNZ. How good. Uh, Paul Imwati, the party. Oh, he's got a big something for us at about 7.40. So look forward to having a chat to him. And we'll, we'll talk power plays as well. Because I feel like I'm... I'm on to something here. Might give the horses a miss, but those power plays that they offer up in sport, <laughs> there is so many. There are so many juicy power plays. Like something you never never even think about. You're like, man, that could potentially happen. You need a bit of luck. But if you just go through, there is a ton of options. So looking forward to that. And lads, I've convinced them. I've convinced them. I was hounding them last night. Brendan, the Bears ball, McCallum will come on our show tomorrow. To finish how good the uh, year with a bang and uh, yep he's um yeah, really looking forward to that he said to me look I said come on the show and he goes oh we got a self-imposed ban on media from me of course <laughs> but he said oh, I might come on have a laugh <laughs> and I said come on then Bez I said come on have a laugh mate with the old mates and we'll just chew the fat so looking forward to ending the year on a big one but lads good day had a good day yesterday busy day. Bit of country clueless, bit of country clued up for myself down here in Christchurch, boys. Had a bit of um, leftover hay in the gra- in, in the paddocks, so I had to go hire a motor uh, tractor with the old slasher. And a big shout-out to Kennard's Hire. Big shout-out to Kennard's Hire. Went down to Kennard's Hire and uh, uh, bought me a little uh, tractor with a slasher on the back. Went, uh, come home, mowed it up, but man, it was good fun. Got the job done, paid, paid for it, and uh, come home, and then they rang me up. They're like, "Oh, you know, tired, mate. We overcharged you, bloody blah 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 blah." And I said, "Mate, you didn't overcharge me, mate. I'll be back. We'll do something next year." So, all good. Um, but real shout out to Kinard Tire. They've just moved in down the road, so they got all the equipment there. So I went in and did my little bit, lads. Just before I shoot off today, because I'm coming up. To Auckland. And I'll be in the studio with you boys Look tomorrow out. to finish the show with a bang. <laughs> and then we're going straight to Drum and Bass Avenue. Yeah, we are. We are. And are you bringing your golf clubs? That's what I want to know. I am, Kimpy. I am. I'm a bit weary because golf clubs, they just take up so much room. You know, like, oh, and I've got to hassle. lug them around. I've got to lug them around because I'm going straight to Gizzy after this for three weeks to spend time with the family. And look, there'll be absolutely zero chance Dag's going to play golf there. So I'm wondering, I'm coming up for today because I've got Beaver's Grins Golf Day uh, this afternoon. Um, So it's going to be a a quite big day, lads. Um, Looking forward to that. And then uh, I'm just wondering, should I hire them? You'd be a Grins ambassador, wouldn't you? Nah. No way, but I'm about to tell you what amount of work I've done for them. I've got zero. I think I've been given three boxes of, of Grinza. <laughs> Anton Leonard Brown has promised me 300 boxes over the years, and I haven't seen one of them. So I'll be ripping into him today. He's a horrible golfer. Horrible golfer. So I'll be just well, getting straight into him. 
that was a good decision by me then when I spoke to him on Saturday when he tried to get me to come along because he would have he would have promised me three three crates and I would end up with nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't getting that. He had no mark from Tauranga and delivers. He's um, no. he's he's Mark with a K, no C. No, he doesn't deliver. So anyway, but uh, no. looking forward to catching up with the boys and uh, finishing the year off. Finishing the year off on a bang. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good as eat the boys uh, are doing good work here, getting everything organised for us. Louis coming. This morning, we've had a good chat about what's going on on the show today. And, uh, mate, some really interesting news last night. The stuff around Mm. New Zealand rugby and the sponsorship, that was big news. Like, how are they going to handle that? I was saying to Louis, I'm I'm expecting the CEO to come out today on front foot it and let everyone know that uh, there's obviously something going on there and we don't have to keep guessing because it just keeps raining in-house at the moment. It's pouring. Um, one story after the other. They just can't get to Christmas quick enough. Uh, New Zealand Rugby League Awards last night. Um, McGregor and, and Manu picked up the men and the women's prizes. That that was really yep. good to see. It was laid down bazaar for me. Joseph Manu, mm. gee, that kid. If we had the money here at the Warriors, he'd be the first bloke I'd be throwing a million dollars at. Come home, son. Come home and, and lead our team out. And... Uh, Young, uh, young McGregor, the halfback, the the, the the Kiwi Ferns, she she deserved that too, mate. She's had a big year. She's picked yep. up all the awards, so um, that was good. That was good news as well. But plenty, plenty still going on. The Bangladesh um, women's uh, getting called off. Mm. That um, that happened last night. So we we we're ten days out from Christmas, and it feels like we're middle mid season in sport. Mm. Yep, there's, just, there's still there's plenty going on. Games going on left, right, and centre. Yeah, and of course the soccer is outstanding. Best time, best time oh, of the year to watch football. it. I've really enjoyed this football tournament, Louis, and uh, it's it's been one to to really sit back and reflect. I haven't been a huge football fan, haven't been a huge football fan, but you get you get a sense of the enormity of this occasion and why teams and international sides really look forward to this. And behind it, there's always that bloody stuff going on in the background. But like the NZRU situation with sponsorship, there's always something floating around, and it all comes back to money. But that aside, the product, man, it's outstanding. I don't know if you saw the picture of Buenos Aires in Argentina. The streets Mm -hmm. were flooded. We're flooded with Argentinians, and they are the most passionate people. There must be something about Spani. Man, they just get right in amongst it. Loved it. I actually wondered, I had a theory going probably about a decade ago now that Argentina could put their hand up and be the most successful all-round sporting team and sporting country in the world because it was back Mm. when Manu Ginobili was at his peak and they were making semi-finals of kind of Olympics and basketball. They had uh, Luis Scola as well, Uh, Martin Del Potro, the tennis player. Gabriella Sabatini. Sabatini, they had the the rugby team was just starting to really ascend to be an actual threat. Um, then their football team was at the top of the world. And then if you always looked at, ar- around the other periphery sports, they always had contenders. They had a great goal. Who was their great golfer? Um, yep. Th- uh, that was kicking uh, around on the tour at that time. Angel. Well. Angel. Uh, they had Ebenez. Ebenez. You know, the guy that has no, a scar. Yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. It's not him. Uh, yeah. But they It'll had, come back to me. It's Argentina as a, as a sporting nation. Angel Carbera. Um, 
That's it, Cabrera. Cabrera. So they they just have the, have had this run throughout the years where you always come back to Argentina and be like, wow. I mean, I know that they've got a decent sized population, but you know, it's not like the country's super super wealthy, and they just always perform. They're just a talented, passionate nation. So yesterday I said, Izzy, it's a tough day to be a Ronaldo as the goat. Um, be on that corner because right now <laughs> the poor bloke he's painted himself into a corner and on the other side Messi's doing all his can he can to come across like the world's best bloke. So it's funny how we we're so fickle as sports fans and we can just flip flop and jump ship as David Choate said so fast. And I know a lot of people are doing it right now. Oh look, yeah, look, it's I'm doing, I'm not doing. It. I've always been a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, um, but Messi and what he's done and where he's carried himself. This whole time, like he's had his own situations with his background and the tax stuff with his dad and all the, his agents, his, his father and all that thing that was going on back in the back room. But the football aside and the way he's carried himself out on the football park has been nothing but admiration to be able to witness. And yesterday, with age is no barrier, he was just absolutely... That, that goal, that, that assist he set up was out the gate. You see him with the ball in hand. There were so many Freakish. different camera angles from the, the from the from the stadium, right pitch side. This guy's filming it. Just bang, bang, step back in, swung around, used his gas, set up the goal, assist, and just just was a, just a dominant figure. I just hope that they can keep the emotion. I, I sense this is a different Argentina side. You know, Argentina from the past have always had the pressure of Maradona and what the the old international team have done, so it'll always be compared to that. But now I get a sense they've put Park that, and this is about their own legacy and stamping their own mark. And uh, yesterday they just gave Croatia absolutely nothing, just mm. suffocated them throughout the whole 90 minutes. So uh, well done. Today's a big one, lads. The Giant Killers, can they continue? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think France is going to do a number on them today, um, yep. and it's going to be a, a French Argentinian game. And I agree with you defensively. Argent, you know, it was all about Messi, mate. The guy's so small, and how robust he is in moving at speed and keeping boys, other play defenders off the ball, like he's pushing and tack, being grappled and kicked at, and he's still in so much control for a small man. I reckon he'd be a great mm. surfer. Oh. His balance, yeah. like the way he's got that upper body strength, and then the, his balance to be as you're right. Like it's like he, I reckon he carve on a surfboard, oh, and and just the the speed of the man, like he goes past blokes, you know, while he's all off balance. I, I know they showed that one where he went and went around that guy, stopped and went around him, and they showed it in slow motion. I don't know how he did it. Like seriously, he didn't go. The, the best thing about Messi is he doesn't go to the ground unless he has to. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. And Izzy, I listened to you for once and took the Messi to score and hold Croatia and he'll <laughs> boost it at 5.25 and already chucked it on a little Louis special at Tarapa, says Brett. Yeah, I've got a bet for us at Tarapa, which I think will start shorter than it is right now and I reckon it'll be winning. So I can dish that out to everybody and if you can't wait, well, I've got a Twitter feed you can go and find. But right now we need to do our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. Yesterday, we had the pleasure of giving away a premium car service from Midas for your summer road trip because despite the weather, 
Summer is finally here. I don't have any proof of that, but technically it is. Yesterday's winner was Mark McElroy. Good on you, Mark. Congratulations, mate. And it was such a good idea that the good folk at Midas have given us another one to give away over today and tomorrow. Yes, another premium car service valued at $384.95. Each premium service will cover things like oil and filter replacement, a full Midas 33-point piece of mine inspection and diagnostic engine scan, fluid top-ups, and either an oil flush or fuel additive plus tyre rotation if needed. So, let's get you safely to your Batch Beach or Summer Festival with a free Midas car service again. To win, we've reloaded. To win over today and tomorrow, simply text 8833 with the code MIDAS, your postcode, and the important part today for Can't Wait Question of the Day where is your summer roadie going to be and who are you going with this summer holes? Where's your summer roadie? Who are you taking? Kempi and Izzy have been thinking about this. They've got big plans this summer and they're going to tell us with our heading and you might be able to gate crash them at a gull petrol station somewhere along the way and get an autograph. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, so have a think and text us. Double eight, double three, the code word Midas, your postcode, and we're your summer roadie. Here with Kimmer's Warehouse, we'll talk to you on the other side. Great savings every day. Yeah, 25 minutes past six o'clock, and with Midas, we want to know where your summer roadie is. Daggy, I know you're heading to Gizzy for some whanau time, but are you getting in the wagon and going for a scoot anywhere? We sure are. We sure are for sure, mate. Um, every summer, we pack up. The boats and the cars with a lot of camping gear, a lot of food. Got to take everything into this place we go to. So it's about a two and a half dry, uh, hour drive. And um, yeah, we head from Gizzy to a beautiful hidden gem in the Uruweras. Um, it's called Ooh, Lake nice. Waikare Moana. Yes. And uh, my, my, my wife's got a, a houseboat on, on the lake. And it's an old houseboat, but it's cool, man. We just load up the houseboat, load up the boats. We head down to the end of the, end of the lake. We head to Korokoro, which is uh, part of the lake. And we camp there for eight days. And there's no phone service. And the kids just have... We're going to get the kids up on the skis, little lunar skis. And we go around on the boat. And I jump on the paddleboard. I take my fly rod around. I paddle around with some, some glasses on. And I fly fish and catch a few brown trout that are trolling the shorelines. Take them back, smoke it up, sip away on a couple of cold bevies, eat lots of food, and just really enjoy family time. So that is our holiday spot that we head to every single year. And this year takes two and a half hours. And if I get stuck, I'll be calling Midas to come and sort me out. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm off to, lads. That's where I'm To sort the houseboat out. Yeah. No, nice. I've got a massive roadie coming up I'm going up to Kitty Kitty and then I'm just for a few days and I'm coming back, picking up my nephew's coming back from England for the first time since COVID. Um, and his baby's a year old, so his uh, his parents haven't seen the baby yet. Um, so I'm picking him up and taking him down to Taranaki and spending some time down there over Christmas before heading all the way back up to Kitty Kitty for, um, yep, no phone service or anything. I'm turning my phone off and I am just going to sleep for yep. weeks. Get ready to you come back sleep. and <laughs> oh mate, it'll be so good just to lie down. If we get a little bit of sun, like me and Lou were talking about, the amount of rain we're having is unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm. The amount of rain we're having, we're meant to have a, another whole week of it leading into Christmas. So what's the weather like? Um, 
Oh, it's turgid, mate. And Don't bring your clubs, Izzy, because you won't be playing golf. Well, oh, you will be, but you'll be in your rain jacket, mate, and it's muggy as well. Oh we're we're doing a Shannon and me are jumping down. We've got good friends, the Bracks, the Brackenridges down um, in Cook's Beach. So we're going down on Sunday for a few days, and we just looked at the forecast because we are thinking we'd get out of the boats, do some tanning. Nah, there's this massive pressure. There's this big rain f- band f- coming. Is that Futiang or Cook Speech? Just across the, yes. yeah, just yeah, across place. the... Um, it's a nice spot. It's awesome. It's great. That Jump is, on the little ferry, go across to the township. That's right. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. Cook Speech, and it's funny, these little towns that completely inflate over summer. Like their population yeah. swells like five times. I mean, there's so much of that around New Zealand. Just a couple of text messages here. Heading to Wanaka. Happy Christmas, boys. From Irish Dermot. Have a multi-leg left. Messi top scorer in Argentina to win the World Cup. Get on your derm. Um, we've got, who do we have here? We've got, uh, we'll be off to the Cuddy Cuddy Peninsula. Oh, Beautiful spot. It's at the far north. That's, yeah, that's your neck of the woods, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I grew up there on that spot. It's beautiful. Doubtless Bay. Yeah. And down to the oh, Bay. Top 10 beaches Ooh. in the world. Mm. Uh, we've got Carpety oh. Coast Fishing from Dave. Good on you, Dave. Uh, Tolaga Bay. One guess who's going to Tolaga Bay. <laughs> Big Ed. <head. laughs> <laughs> Have you got that uh, great, bonus bit there, Ed? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on, Izzy. Stop it, Izzy. Come on, Izzy. Don't wind him up like that. Keep your messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Text the code word Midas, your name, your postcode, and where's your summer roadie? I'd love to know where you are going. John's off to New Plymouth. Um, doing the Pookie Park Christmas lights. Good on you, John. That's awesome. Uh, Russell Bay of Islands. Beautiful place, Paddy. Oh, Russell. And so much history as well. I go up to that flagpole right up the top there, Ooh. Paddy. And, um, yeah, you just kind of soak in where New Zealand was founded and, and that sort of thing. It's pr- it's pretty amazing. We're lucky here in Aotearoa, aren't we? So keep your messages coming in. Where is your road trip? And Midas will hook you up with a full service, the absolute works, to make sure that your car is spick and span. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Some headlines, including just how much rain we've had after this. SCNZ with 27 away from 7am this morning. We're live at Flare Bar here in Sky City. Day two, Kempi and myself. Uh, Izzy up to join us in the big smoke Auckland this afternoon and tomorrow morning where we have Baz McCullum, the boss, out of 7am. I am fizzing for this. It'll be strictly no cricket talk though, Izzy, right? Is that the, is that the proviso we're running? Yep. Yeah, hey guys, I'm coming on for fun. I'm coming on for fun. I said, well, we'll talk a little bit of baseball. And he goes, nah, that all good. But I'm looking looking forward to having a chat to him. There's plenty going on with that man. I don't know if you saw Michael Vaughan's comments regarding Australia. The juggernaut's coming. The Saint the the England of old. Baseball is reinvented cricket. And they're coming for the Aussies from Michael Vaughan. It's coming home. (laughs) <laughs> it's coming home. I can't wait for that series. There is going to be some chat. Well, the beautiful thing is, before then, we get to see Baz and the English cricketers back here in New Zealand. Now, the only issue with that is, are we going to get good conditions to play in? Because after the White Ferns were rained out yesterday again, 
And Andrew Vuelman at Stuff has compiled this. We've had six washouts for international cricket matches mm. in 2022 alone. One of those was a Women's World Cup match, South Africa, West Indies, Black Caps, Netherlands. Then November 18, Black Caps, India, first T20. November 27, Black Caps, India, second ODI. November 30, Black Caps, India, third ODI. December 14, White Ferns, Bangladesh, second ODI. So there has been a significant amount of rain damaging the lead-up and the international cricket scene this summer so far. Obviously what happens now is our summers come a little bit later, so hopefully by the time we get back to the back end of summer and England's here, we will have a clean run at it. Uh, Gull is fueling your mission all year round, and with Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade, here to make your job easier. The other bit of sports news that I wanted to get to you guys is Grant Wilde, the American football journalist that died at the America uh, at the U World FIFA World Cup, well, his wife has made a statement. Grant died from the rupture of a slowly growing, undetected, ascending aortic aneurysm. Um, so the chest per- pressure he experienced shortly before his death may have represented the initial symptoms. No amount of CPR or shocks would have saved him. So a little bit of closure there. And then the last thing is Kempi. I know you were heading there. Mm. A $10,000 reward has been put up by a private owner to find out <laughs> the sheik. who the vandals were <laughs> that wrecked New Plymouth racetrack that broke in through the fence and sprayed Roundup or whatever it was on the track. Are you the private owner that's put up $10,000 to find these people? Hell no. Hell no. There's, uh, there's a lot better mo- uh, ways to spend that money at Christmas time, and it isn't about finding some, some poor bloke that's feeling pretty angry about... Whether or not so, whether or not it's actually a racing person or somebody that doesn't like racing is debatable. Um, but yeah, made a phone made a phone call this morning down there to find out what's going on, and um, I reckon we watch the space because there might be some news about that coming out very shortly. So Hobbsy and the boys down there they're still thinking that uh, is he on, on the twenty seventh of December down in, in Taranaki is one of their biggest racing days. So as you can imagine, the sun's out. They put the tents up. It's sort of our our uh, New Zealand racing day for Rickett and that sort of thing, you know, when we were down there, and that's what happens at New Plymouth Racecourse. It's people everywhere bring picnics out and all this sort of stuff. Well, this year, because of that, they've had to take the races down to Harwater, which is oh, close to 100 k's away, and um, they're going to put tents up and a screen up and watch the races mm. in New Plymouth at Pukekura and run the races in Harwater. So there'll be no one at the races. Mm. It's a really <laughs> weird now, setup, I- but... But they're saying that they might, they might still hold them at the twenty seventh if they can get the ground right. So yeah, watch the space. Oh, I'm quite um, pleased with that. Not not pleased, but I'm I'm happier for for the racing industry with that outcome because it's been a negative time this year for for racing in New Zealand. So many abandonments um, with meetings, but that just comes down to some lunatics out there that have gone on and tried to ruin racing. That has already been a difficult time, obviously, with Rickett and Cup Week. So I'm quite pleased with that outcome, that it wasn't uh, the racing club's incompetence that they're being punished for it. There was actually some people that out there in the public that have took it on their own nerve to go in there and, and destroy the game that we love so much. So hopefully we can get an outcome from this and we can you know, hold those people that are accountable to to Randall, you know, to, to justice and, and get some justice out of this. So, yeah, a lot of positives I'll tell you what, that. 10 grand... Ten grand mm. down in Taranaki. Uh, Hobbsy's going to be inundated with names. 
Lindy's. <laughs> what would it would have been Roundup? Hey, I've seen the photo today. Look, yeah, look horrible. Went in there and just struck, chucked a bit of Roundup on it's it and so, destroyed it. Yeah, it's some type of probably got it on their shoes while they were mowing the lawns. Who was the guy that used to host that? Ple- <laughs> Jimpy, shut up. <laughs> I can see those footprints. <laughs> that's actually not bad from you, Gimpy. That's, that's not bad from you. Um, you can probably follow them the home. Guy- <laughs> <laughs> probably walking the horses. <laughs> probably just down, probably, walk, probably walking them into the gate. Them down the, the morning. Probably me. Did you, yeah. Kimpy, were you not listening at the start of the show? He's country clued up today. Okay. Clued up. He's oh, yeah, got it. Is, is he the man around the Clarkville town at the moment with the uh, the Kenatai kit? Now, uh, so that, that's what's going on at New Plymouth. And just going back to the text machine, trying to get a, a semblance of where everybody's going around Christmas time. And Regan's come through with a bit of information because this is how weird it's been. All the roads are closed in the Coro at the moment. Major flooding. You might not be able to get to Cook's Beach, Cuzzy. It's meant to rain for the next five days. Bring a boat, Regan and Tidal. <laughs> oh, don't bother, mate. Don't bother going. Stay home. Draw the curtains. I can't believe that. Like yesterday, boys, 29 degrees here in Christchurch. The stinking hottest day. Yeah, but she's a bit overcast, so it's typical. Get a hot day, it goes overcast. But weather hasn't been too bad, mate. What's up with this North Island weather? I'm coming up. I'm thinking about not making the flight. You're coming home. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming home. Come on. You know, yeah, I'll never, on, oh, nothing will stop me getting on that plane. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to having you up to round out the year in absolute style. Uh, and if you want to round out the morning in absolute style, because remember, we're only here till about quarter to eight this morning because we have another Football World Cup semi-final. France, Morocco, we are here at Flair Bar. And it and will I've be packed, packed and pumping again. And you've got a power play. How do, what happens if people want a little... What if they've got no ammunition in their TAB account? Well, if you don't have any ammunition, you've got to come on to Quizzy Dag and get yourself some ammo. $50 TAB bonus bet. Could be yours to have a wee dabble on the France-Morocco game. You want that power play? I'm one from one. Come see me. Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster and the Goutmaster. He's got you covered. <laughs> Give us a call. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. 0800-150-811. 8-11, now give us a call. Yes, the phone lines are running hot. Everyone's hungry for that $50 TAB bonus bet. And I'll give you my power play. I think it's a good one. It's a, it's a roughie. I think it's definitely quite achievable for the odds that they're offering. So stay tuned. I'll give that to you shortly. But right now, Timmy from Christchurch, he's a good bugger. Give him a chance. <laughs> Morning, Timmy. Cheers, Izzy. Same goes, brother. All right, mate. <laughs> cheers, brother. Cheers, cheers. I'm just butting you up on one of those moods today. Here we go, Timmy. Good luck. Who is currently top of the ladder in France League One? Football. Uh, PSG. Bing! Well done. Well done. <laughs> that is correct. Paris Saint-Germain. No surprises here. They've got a hell of a wage bill. Question number two. Here we go. What is the largest city 
in Morocco? Uh, Casablanca. Casablanca is correct. Whoa. Well done, Timmy. He's Very on. He knows good. Morocco. Quick question. Can they get it done? Can they continue? Mate, I was actually reading an article about them this morning, and, and their, their coach, is, uh, he just wins everything, right? So why not? You know, like um, I was saying to someone the other day, it's just like when Greece won the, the Euros a few years back. They didn't score many goals, but they just didn't let anyone else score. So yeah. Pretty hard to beat when you can't score goals against them. Yep, beautiful. One goal this whole tournament. How good is that? Here we go. We're going to be peppered today. Question number three. Who has scored more goals at this World Cup? The entire Moroccan team or Kylian Mbappe? Uh, Mbappe. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. That's a, it's a tough one. <laughs> That's incorrect. Sorry, Timmy. You have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Brenton. Got Brenton up. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. You still? Oh, bloody good, mate. I haven't heard from you for a while. Where you been? Uh, well, I listen uh, on uh, iHeartRadio, bro, so I'm a bit slow at getting the old finger to go, and I'm normally near the back of the queue, brother. That's all right. Oh, oh I, don't, I haven't seen you, so I just said, oh, oh, there you hey, go. Hey, Brenton. There you go. You're a bit delayed, yeah? Can, yeah mate? can you just can you, can you just do us all a favour, mate, and just delete iHeartRadio and download the SCNZ app? Oh no, that's what I know. That's what I listen to. I'm sorry, yeah, it is on oh, that one. Perfect. But it's still, de- it's still, de- it's still delayed. Yeah, it's still delayed by that one. Just double checking. Fair enough, mate. Yeah, mate Set your on, alarms. Six thirty-nine, yeah, yeah. and you'll be there. Oh, I'll see you now. Chuck them up there at two. Always good to have a chat. There we go, mate. Good luck. Who has scored more goals at this World Cup, the entire Moroccan team, or Kylian Mbappe? Well, it has to be the Moroccan team. The other one was wrong, brother. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a, a trick question. It's the same! <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question! Sorry, Brenton. Have a good day. Well, Brett from Huntley, he doesn't miss much. What is it, Brenny? <laughs> oh, we'll go, uh, the same. <laughs> same. They both scored. They both have five goals. There you go. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know about Brenton. <laughs> Here we go. Brett from Huntley. Only four African countries have made it to the quarterfinal at the FIFA World Cup. Minus Morocco, name two African countries that have also made it to the quarterfinal. Ghana. Aye. That one. Uh, Cameroon. Ooh. Bing. Can you give us the other Not one? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, good. You only needed two. You only needed two. Oh, what is Hold it? On. Here we go. What is the other one? Senegal. 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 There you go. Here's your bit of education for the morning. Hopefully we can give you more. Probably not. Here we go. Question number five. How many FIFA World Cups has France won? I want the number and the years. Uh, 98. Give the years. Ooh. 98. All right. And uh, yep. the last one. Uh, 22 to 21. 20, carry the one. Uh, 2018. <laughs> 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 oh, <wait. laughs> 
2018. Britt is on fire. He doesn't miss much. Britt, give me a... Yeah, they want food yet. Thanks, Brad. Uh, yeah, um, Brett from Huntley. Um, give me, give me the mess. How many uh, bonus bets have you won this year? Hits and hits. <laughs> You've won plenty. You've won plenty. All right, Brett, you're not getting a chance tomorrow, but thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Good luck today. And here's one for you. Power play. Olivier Grud. First shot on goal in the first half. First shot on goal in the second half. 41 bucks. Whoa. There you go. That's a nice yep. little doozy for like you. It. So, well, well done. Well done. And uh, well done, everyone. We're going to have a big one tomorrow. We're going to have a big one. Paulie Moati's coming up after 7.40, at 7.40, and I'm going to talk him into us, talk him into giving us an absolute doozy to give away tomorrow for our final quizzy dag of the year. So you need to be ready. Set that alarm, Brett. Set that alarm, Ed. Everyone set those alarms for 639 because I'm going to talk Paulie Moari into an absolute gem for tomorrow's quizzy dag. And if he does it, well, I'll nice. offer it myself because I'm in a giving mood today. So that's what it is. And it's quizzy dag, so he has to do it because I'm going to say it and you can't renege on it. <laughs> well, there'll be grins coming out of my breath tomorrow morning, so you might even taste it through the airways. There you go. Oh, yum. <laughs> we'll, we'll shoot off. We've got a couple of text messages here on Midas. Where people are going, remember, let us know where you're heading, and you could win a Midas giveaway, a little free car service. Again, like Marky yesterday. Back soon. You're listening to SENZ and you can find us here at Flair Bar in Sky City, Auckland. We're waiting for the football to kick off again, the semi-final, and I cannot wait because yesterday's game was a doozy. Watch the ASB Classic from a corporate box with host Tony Kemp. Thanks to 1NZ. Text tennis to double eight double three and be in to win. Speaking of texting, here's one from Johnny. Heading to Flaxmill Bay for 12 days. Beautiful place in between Cook's Beach and Fiddy. Catch you at the vessel for a couple of quiets, Louis. Well, Johnny, we actually had another message from good listener Mark of the show. We might have to do a little SCNZ catch-up Sunday night at the vessel. Let's say 5 p.m., couple of quiets, couple of beers. I'll shout you a beer. Anyone that wants to turn up to the vessel and cook Sunday evening. I might How about we do it? <laughs> you want to take a boat. Anyway. <laughs> How good is that, mate? Love it, love it. And Gizzy from uh, Joe from Gizzy, he's. Uh, I'm going to catch up with him next week. So I'll enjoy it. Now, this is all part of our show, growing those connections with our listeners. We've got absolute champions that tune in every day, and we appreciate all your support. And Kane has messaged, I'm heading to Sugar each night to find Izzy banging out to drip. <laughs> Kano, <laughs> calm down, mate. <laughs> I don't go near town. I'll stay away. I'll stay away in my own surroundings. Keep myself safe because, dagger, no good out there in the public eye. So I appreciate that message, Kane. You sound like an absolute champion. And Ed, Izzy, Gizzy is small. I'll find you and Joe. Grab my bet back. Then what pub are we here going to? <laughs> Ed. <laughs> Everyone's in a thirsty old mood. Everyone's in a thirsty old moon, that's right, because it's that time of the year. Luke Entwistle is coming up. We're going to talk some football, because France are taking on Morocco. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future.
Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Thursday the 15th of December, it's just after 7 o'clock. Remember, we're only going through to about quarter to 8 this morning because there is oh, there's some sort of match on this morning. Some tournament, it's probably the third, fourth best tournament in the world to be a part of, to watch, to witness. The most viewed tournament in the world. Rugby League World Cup. How good! No, the Football <laughs> World Cup. The Football World Cup has taken place and it has been great to watch. And, uh, well, Argentina, they'll punch their ticket to the final. Can Morocco defy all odds and beat the French? We'll soon see. We're going to be talking football shortly. Just quickly, lads, what's for breakfast? I know you got an offer a short while ago. What, what are you getting? Ooh, a few, couple of poached eggs, I think, maybe. A little bit of bacon on toast. I'm on a cleanse. Yeah, Louis's got a Louis's got a big session today. He's uh, he wants to make sure he's in fine fiddle for tomorrow. So mm. yeah, but um, probably a green smoothie for Louis. Yeah, I think something yeah. green. I'm off to get tortured by my version of Matt Bateman. So I, I can't have I can't be smacking too many sausies this morning, Daggy. Nice, good effort, good effort. Nowhere near as good as your treat. Nowhere near as good as your breakfast, though, Daggy. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, we, we enjoyed having you down here, Kimpy. The whānau will always talk about you. Then Tilly, she'll probably sleep in it, so she won't be coming in to wave to you uh, shortly. But, yeah, we're going to talk football, and we've got Paulie Moati, but I just left you hanging away. But if you missed it, Olivia Gourad, Gourud, to, to have his, the first shot on goal in the first half and the first shot on goal in the second half for 41 bucks. That is the odds it's paying. I've jumped on. Morning, darling. Say hi, everyone. Hey, Tilly. Mwah. Say hi. Hi. Hey, hello. Yeah, the kids have come in, dropped the coffees off. Beautiful. Can I hear him? No, you can't hear him. You finish now. You get out of here. <laughs> All right, mate. And I've uh, <laughs> read a couple of messages. Have we got our next guest on, Luke? Is he waiting for us? Not quite yet. We'll wait. So I don't think Kiwis have been looking forward to the Nashes series so much. And I agree, Tim. I, I totally agree. And this, I was thinking about it before, lads. I was thinking about it. Like, there's nothing worse than losing to Australia. And then England's a close second. A very mm. close second for myself, personally. But there's something yep. about this team. There's something, there's something about this team that just draws me in. And it must be our... Man, bears because I've Someone. been reinvigorated. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. And uh, right now, we'll talk about that tomorrow with Baz. He's going to come on our show tomorrow morning to finish the year with a bang. But we're going to talk some football right now. The FIFA World Cup has long been a tournament dominated by just a handful of countries. This year, though, we've seen a number of teams punching above their weight and causing some upsets. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the tournament has been this Moroccan side who are merely one step away from the FIFA World Cup final to better understand how much of a challenge they'll face today when they go up against the reigning champs we thought would head to Nice and hear from sub-editor of Get French Football News, Luke Entwistle. Morning, Luke. How you going, mate? Good morning. Very happy to be on. Late evening here, just getting ready for the match. But, uh, yeah, good morning over there, I suppose. Mate, a beautiful part of the world. I've never been myself. I'm going to be there in April, but my wife worked there. She was on the yachts back in her younger days, mate. What's the atmosphere like down in, in Nice? 
So it's, it's a little bit of uh, the calm before the storm, I think. Uh, the other night we got a little bit of a taste of, of what it's going to be like because here down in Nice there's a massive Moroccan population, as there is throughout France because of the, the colonial history, the historic ties between the two nations. And it's going to be it's going to be a big night here in Nice and, and throughout France. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a feeling of of it being a, a big big night tonight. Obviously, there'll be celebrations long through the night for whoever wins. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big one. And and the other night when it's the the quarterfinals, Morocco and France, even though they didn't obviously play each other, they both played on the same day. And for hours and hours, the atmosphere all across the city was just absolutely electric. So I'm, I'm sure there'll be more of the same tonight. <laughs> Yeah, oh, mate, it'd be so good to be there. We, we, what about uh, that game, Luke? Were you impressed with England's performance? Um, uh, sorry, France's performance against England? Yeah, so everyone I speak to around here, all, all of the all the people I know here down in Nice, all French, all uh, giving me their condolences for the loss and all of them saying the same thing that, oh, you know, we, we think we really got away with it. We really think England were the better side. And I think that's the, the takeaway from a lot of people, that England were the better side, at least for large, large parts of that, that game. But what really counts sometimes is, is experience of having been there and done that. And France certainly do have that, having won the, the tournament in 2018. So they just had the right, mentality at the right points of the match uh, they didn't necessarily control large periods but when they got chances they took them and you know having to play like Olivier Giroud on your side really helps and having to play like Griezmann uh, in the form he's in really helps as well so there's some really great individual performances but also just a bit of experience and now sort of, of knowing how to get through those kind of games as they've done so many times in the past um, I think tonight is, is going to be uh, a weird one. It's hard to know exactly what to expect tonight, but they go in, you know, probably be quite confident that they're going to get through to the final. The old saying my coaches used to say, defence wins titles, and Moroccan defence has been phenomenal this tournament, only leaking one goal, but on the other side, haven't probably scored as many as they like, but the defence has held them in games. Do you think the Moroccan defence will trouble this potent French attack? I mean, you say so based on, on precedent, but they have, bizarrely, because obviously the, the team news is just filtering out now, uh, they've actually changed mm. to a back three, which is quite an odd move because obviously this basically 5-4-1 has really worked for them over this tournament. Their defensive record has been incredible. You know, not conceding a goal to Spain or Portugal, especially Portugal with the offensive yeah. arsenal at their disposal is absolutely insane for a, for a team like Morocco. And, you know... These are good players. These are good centre-backs. You know, in Aguilar and in uh, Roman Saiz as well, who's who's at Wolverhampton. Both of those are good centre-backs, but none of them are world-class centre-backs. So the fact that they've shut out these teams is quite incredible and is really you know, a testament mm. to the work that the manager's done there in, in the organisation. So it's quite interesting that he's decided for this massive game. You know, they've all been massive games because this is, for, for Morocco and for an African team, a historic run. You know, an, an African team has never got to the semi-final mm. of a World Cup, so this is unprecedented. And then to get there, and then to change that that tried and tested uh, kind of setup is yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting move. Hey, Luke, just just talking about France's run um, through to this game, and if they do get to the final, in the context of having probably five of their first choice players out, how good is this French team? 
Yeah, so obviously loads of players missing from this squad. Uh, just to, to rattle off a few, you've got Pogba and Kante, Kimpembe, both, both, all three of those players, sorry, would ordinarily start for France. And that's even not taking into account Karim Benzema, the Ballon d'Or winner, who had a long hiatus from the France team, came back, uh, usurped Olivier Giroud, who is now the, the record goal scorer for France. Uh, but obviously now Olivier Giroud's back in. It's, it's very impressive frankly, because especially that midfield is heavily reconstructed. Uh, we look at Aurelien Tumeni in the midfield and, well, it feels as though he's been there for ages, but the reality is he's been there for about a calendar year, slightly less than that. So his, his experience of playing for France is very, very limited and he's never played in a massive international tournament. Then you've got Rabiot, who's, he's got plenty of caps, but he didn't go to the 28 World Cup. He was on the, the list to be called up, the kind of backup list. He refused to be on that, but he's back. And then it's Griezmann in a kind of number eight role, number eight, number 10. And he's basically performing what for him is, is quite an alien role. So the fact that all of these players, some of whom have very little experience, have adapted, and some of those more of experienced players have kind of adapted their roles and changed to to kind of facilitate this new disrupt system, is it's quite impressive. Especially as you say, the the amount of players out. It's there's a such a list of players, and and if any other nation in the world was missing so many key players, uh, I don't think you'd be seeing the results that, that France are getting, frankly. Pogba, Benzema, oh my god, those names are just crazy that they're not even a part of this tournament. They're still kicking on and becoming one of the favourites. Look, if Morocco are going to have any chance, any chance, they've got to upset, they've got to get France off their game, and discipline for the French team has been something that's been a bit questionable. And is it an issue for the French side at the moment in the back four? They've given away a few air, uh, penalties, a few little free kicks that, that could probably cause them a little bit of disruption there. Yeah, I mean, lots of those France defenders are quite aggressive in the way that they they play, just in terms of their genuine play style. So you're looking at Upper Meccano. He's a player who likes to really kind of push out and put pressure on the midfielders and, and on the strikers in between the spaces. So naturally, he picks up the odd booking. And then it's a very combative midfield, especially too many he... I, I watched lots of Monaco matches, attend lots of Monaco matches, so I saw plenty of him last year. And he's a great player, but he's also a player who does pick up quite a few bookings just, you know, very naturally by by the way in which he plays. And and it's kind of also a bit of a byproduct of the system as well. So um I think in terms of, you know, yellow cards, I think they'll they'll get a few. I don't think there'll be any massive issues there. But yeah, some some defensive issues, I'd definitely say. Um and Tio Hernandez, he really likes to go forward. He can be caught at the back and sometimes finds himself in, in, in tricky situations, as we saw against England when he needlessly shoved Mason Mount in the back in the box, giving away a penalty. And then we saw Kane give Upper Meccano loads of problems all throughout the night. So that's also something that uh, I think needs to be watched out for. I think that Morocco won't attack often. But when they do, it could be really quite lethal. It'll be quick. It'll be on the counter. That's that's their style. And they could cause some problems, really drag those French players out of position. And yeah, they need to be got at because this is a, quite a new look defence. It's a very defensive defence. You know, Jules Koundé is playing at right back. He's not a right back. Tio Hernandez has no, you know, top level international World Cup experience. And then Upper Meccano, he was kind of drafted in. It was going to be Kimpembe. So he, likewise, he also has very little experience. So 
I feel as though there's a real opportunity for Morocco to get at these defenders and just cause them a few problems and see how they respond. Hey, Luke, power plays. You've, you've just named a few of them there. We've, we've given one out this morning. We think Giroud uh, will have the first two shots on goal in each half. So, you know, he'll get the first one in for French in the first half and the second uh, half first up again. What's your power play today that you can give to, the, to our listeners? Where do you think it's all going to come from? Uh, I would I would certainly back Giroud to score, um, frankly, because of the way that the game's going to play out, especially if Morocco are going for a three at the back. I think that gives some spaces out in those wide areas, potentially. And there's some great crosses of the ball. I'm thinking of Griezmann, who put in that lovely assist to Giroud against England. There's plenty of players. Dembele is another one. Teo Hernandez is another. Jules Koundé, we might not see too much of that. But yeah, there's going to be plenty of balls, I think, in the box. I think that's going to be France's most fruitful form of attack in this match. And I'd back Giroud, who's just been absolutely imperious throughout the competition, to get on the end of one and to, and to score one. There you go. There you go. If you're listening, I've given you a little power play. Olivier de Giroud, Giroud, first shot on goal in the first half, first shot on goal in the second half, 41 bucks power play at the TAB. That is good money. So just last question for you, uh, Luke, before you shoot off. Is there anything we can take from this World Cup and how competitive the smaller nations have been that tells us something new about the ecosystem of the professional football? I think this was a slightly old World Cup. Obviously, this is the first one that's ever happened in winter. But one of the takeaways is certainly the, the rise of, of the African teams. This has certainly felt like Africa's World Cup, that they finally come to the fore. And, you know, I don't think everyone expected it would necessarily be Morocco with Senegal winning the Africa Cup of Nations early this year. Uh, they only got through to the round of 16, but obviously came up against an opponent such as England, who that's always going to be a difficult ride. But I think there's a, certainly Morocco have shown that there is investment in the African game and that there is mm. a certain rise in the African game. And that potentially because, you know, lots of lots of players in Europe have dual nationalities, you know, lots of the French players could have played for lots of African nations, for example. Uh, we might mm. see more and more... Um, players potentially representing their you know the the country of their fathers or of their mothers or, or of their place of birth i think that could be a trend that we see uh further going into the future especially with these much more competitive african sides going forward so i, I think the takeaway is that african football is is on the rise and um mm. i think it's a trend that, that should probably continue into into the next world cup in four years time well it's great for football great for football these small small nations are competing and it's not just a Two side, one-sided affair with all the major nations. Look, Luke, Luke um, uh, it's not going home. When are you going home? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's not going home. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, bizarrely, I'm actually going home uh, for the for the Christmas holidays on the day of the final itself. So I've watched all of England's games from afar, watched all of France games here. But should France be in the mm. final, as I expect them to be, I will not be. So I'll be missing the celebrations this time around. But um yeah, it's, it's a great shame. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I just had to get in there with that little stab. You took it nicely, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Luke, you're an absolute champion. And if you want to read uh, any of Luke's pieces, get French football news, Luke Entwistle. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Have a great day. Enjoy the day in Nice. I think it'll be humming. Thank you so much, mate. I think it will be. Thanks very much for having me on. Having a great day, everyone. There he is. Luke
I just had to. Man, I just can't help myself sometimes, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Hey, how, how good is it? Look, I've got to say, when I was watching a lot of the earlier games, I was thinking, man, how many of these African teams will have players if they were to choose the their, I guess, their home nations? A little bit like the Rugby mm. League World, um, World Cup, what we... what. Um, Luke was just saying there is that a lot of these players, um, Izzy, could be playing for the African nations in the in the next mm. World Cup. I actually think that's fantastic if they decide to do It'll that. So, um, oh, mate, look for look for the African teams. I know I know Morocco's in here in this uh, semi final, but mate, if that happens, there's going to be a big push for the African teams going through semis and finals. Yeah, you, you pointed it out to us a long time ago, Kempi, watch this space where people want to start representing where they're from, and um, so we have seen that in Rugby League, and, and hearing Luke talk about it there. Amazing. Hey, who you got? Double eight, double three. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. if you want to get in for a quick chat, who you got? Who is going to meet Argentina in the final of the FIFA World Cup? Live commentary up at about 10 to 8 this morning when we leave you. Can't wait. We're here in Flair Bar, Sky City. Come say g'day. We've got fans trickling in throughout the morning. Can't wait to see you. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run. It certainly is. At 26 minutes past 7 o'clock, and we've been going great guns thanks to Pitt Morris. And today we are looking at race 6 at Cambridge, lads. Daisy Clipper out of box 1. She's had 4 starts from box 1, and she's won 3 times. And You've got to get on that, Daggy. She's run 2nd once as well. So the stats are good. Daisy Clipper, race 6, number oh. 1. And Pip, for good spirits, she actually threw another one in as well. Um, so she she just said there's a couple we could actually have a, have a crack at. Um, oh, I really like race five number seven overtaking as well. So race five number seven overtaking, but our Greyhound New Zealand Charity Run, uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run, race six number one Daisy Clipper. There's the omen bet there. Oh, on, look. <sighs> we'll see how this. If this bonus bet comes through, I'll have a go. I'll have a go. I'll have a go. I put it, yeah, I had a $20 bonus bet, so I've chucked that on the Olivia Giroud, and uh, we'll see. See if it comes through, I'll win. Yeah, I think it was 800 so I'll take that. You, um, you copped many Daisy Clippers around the back of the head? <laughs> had plenty. Oh, I have plenty. <laughs> I've nearly had a couple this week. Um, it's just a daily household kind of situation that we're running here, but... Um, Hey, the day I back Daggy? it, I've, I've seen some good Daisy ones win, and I haven't backed it. Yes, yes, Kempi. What did you get her for her birthday, mate? Oh, yeah, that oh very, very quiet about <laughs> that <laughs> all oh, this morning. Mate, I actually nailed it. I actually did nailed you? it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I went, uh, picked up my son yesterday. It was quite, it was quite sad day, really. Like, well, not for my son, but I went to school, and all the leavers walk out and ring the bell, and you see all the parents and all the kids that are leaving uh, the school uh, have a get a bit emotional. I was like, man, I can't believe my son's at school and he's leaving for a three hundred thousand um, week holiday. And uh, they do what they got to do, mate. Like it's you know, like I was sitting there, and it was quite emotional. So uh, we picked them up, went and had some sushi, and then I went for a, I went for a shop, and I bought my wife a beautiful candle with um, that's really nice, and it smells like pears and um, cinnamon. So it's a pear and cinnamon candle. So I bought her that, and then I found a little ornament with the sculpture of a horse head. 
So it's a really nice um, sculptured um, horse that I've put up on the wall. So I really nailed it, lads. Honestly, she was like, what the hell? I said, like, don't oh, worry. See. Typical bloke That's shop. Right. Typical bloke shop. Five <laughs> no, minutes, in, in and out, done. Induced. <laughs> if in doubt, candles. Candles. Yeah. That is so smart. That is so clutch <laughs> from you, Daggy. So you're not getting a Daisy mm. Clifford today. Uh, what do we have in no. the harness racing world? Let, let's get into our pacing for purpose very quickly. It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2. Yeah, and we are going really good. For Child Cancer Foundation, as you know, our Crusaders are on board with their long run, their longest run. Um, we are going pretty good here, and we're going to... Have a little fill up with Chimichurri. Race number four tomorrow night at Alex Park. Number eight, Chimichurri. We know this is a talented pacer. Uh, the bidders delight Colt. And from gate eight, I don't think that'll be an issue. He'll be the rage and he'll be winning. So there you go. That's what we're doing, pacing for purpose and our charity runs. And Paulie Mawadi, the party, has promised us a song. So don't you go anywhere because in about five minutes' time, we'll catch up with him right now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota Building and Shaping the Future. The second semi-final of the Football World Cup, which you will hear live and free, of course, on ECNZ. That's not only what we got coming up. Paulie Mawadi, the party, is going to sing us a song. Uh, Gull is fueling your mission all year round, so stay around. And if you need to pop into your local some good value fuel when you're on your road trip, make sure you swing into a gull. But Izzy, there's some texts rolling in for you, and, and you've got to get to them because there's a couple of rippers in particular. Yes, Brad, thought you said the candle smelt like beers there for a minute there, Daggy. <laughs> no, I said pear. Pear and cinnamon. That's pear right. and cinnamon. Beer and, beer and cinnamon. <laughs> it probably does after a weekend in the Dag household. The whole house will smell like it. But no, it's pears and cinnamon. And uh, he's come through with my, miss- my wife, Sal's. Candles, hit me up next time you're in the doll box and I'll sort you out. Brad, what are they? <laughs> what are the candles, man? I love a candle. I love a candle. Yeah, My wife really crafties? enjoys them. <laughs> pa- Panhead yeah. scented? Steiny? What was A beer. Look, beer. That doesn't smell. It smells hoppy, but it doesn't smell too great. Like, you think if you. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a lie, Dick. Smells good after <laughs> a big hot day and sitting in the sun. But if you're thinking of a of a nah, that's 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 silly chat. Anyway, Brad, <laughs> thank you for that. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's silly thank, chat. <laughs> thank you for Brad. Yeah, I love how you stopped yourself there about halfway through your thought. We need to head off because Paulie Moati, the party's going to be here. Tab.co.nz. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's football World Cup semi-final time, and it's the party starter. Paulie Mawadi. Hello, Paul. Yeah, morning, boys. <laughs> it's all going off oh. there, it sounds like it. Uh, it's all going off Ooh, here. Yeah. Flare Flags bar. are out. We'll be going off for our last show tomorrow, though, Paulie Mawadi. And I'm up. I'm ready to go. Because the many people follow me in on that boosted odds yesterday. Messi yes, and Boisha to nil. Yes, Oof. yes. Lots of people got on. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I've just given another one today, so be prepared. Olivia Giroud to have the first shot on target in each half. $41. Are you mad? Well, I've just had a look at some of those um, power plays, and I can tell you a couple of the most popular ones. Uh, France to win each half, Kylian Mbappé to score, 
and France to have the most corners in each half. That's paying $13. That's very, very popular. And another one that's popular, France to win each half, Olivier Giroud to score, and France to have the most corners in each half. That's paying $17. Those two are very, very popular uh, with punters uh, for the second semi-final at the Football World Cup. But in the head-to-head market, I can tell you we've taken a, a couple of big bets uh, there's a $70,000 bet, that's seven zero, not one seven. Seventy thousand $70,000 bet on France in the head-to-head market at $1.53. Um, but there's also a $15,000 bet on Morocco in the head-to-head market at $7. So, wow. <laughs> someone's going to lose out. <laughs> yep, there's, when there's a winner, there's a loser, Paulie. You know that all too well. But, mate, now we've got the work out of the way. We were promised something. Oh, yeah, 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 all right then. Uh, here we go. Have yourself a TAB Christmas if Louis' tips are right. But it's El Chirac and Kempi who give the bookies a who of a fry. Have yourself an SNZ Christmas. Make the TAB pay. From now on, it's only Izzy's bets that we will lay. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas with Aroha and the crew. Please, Joe, don't embarrass yourself at the SNZ Christmas do. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Let's go! I lost it until you. You brought me into it. It's sad, Paul. It's sad. (laughs) I've figured it out. I'm laying off the horses and I'll stay on the sports. I've got you covered, mate. Honestly. He's a pro football punter now, Paul. Yeah, I've heard. Thank goodness the World Cup finishes in a few days' time. (laughs) Oh, that was outstanding, Paulie. That was so good, mate. Look, honestly, quickly, before we let you go, what are you up to for your little break, mate? What what do you got coming up over summer for the Paulie Moati household? Oh, no, not a lot, to be fair. I'm hoping to get out and play a wee bit of golf when summer finally arrives. That's about it. Ah, nice. Outstanding, Paul. Well done for your year contribution to us, SCNZ. You put up with us every single morning, apart from Fridays. Pip will say and do the last TAB sign-off for Izzy and Kempi this year, but that was wonderful. And, Paulie, here's a tip for you. Tomorrow, we might have our own little Christmas jingle, and it might involve punting as well. So make sure you circle back. Even though you're on the day off, you want to be listening to SCNZ tomorrow morning. <laughs> it is 17, 16 and a half away from Paul. 8 o'clock. The Football World Cup semi-final was moments away. One last pit stop for us, and we'll sign it all off. Oh, we're nearly done for the morning, guys. It's been an absolute hoot here, our two mornings at Flair Bar. Stay tuned after the football, though, because Rick Dog is in the house, and he'll wrap all of the action up afterwards, and you won't want to miss the mop-up. Can Morocco continue on as the giant killers? You have sent your texts in double eight double three to get this full service from Midas. It's an incredible promotion. Three hundred and eighty-four dollars worth of a full cleanup for your summer road trip for your vehicle with Midas. And we'll announce the winner tomorrow. So you still got plenty of time to text your summer road trip location and who you're taking with you to double eight double three and we'll let you know who's won that tomorrow morning. 
Uh, big day, Izzy. Big day. You're up here. You've got a massive one on, don't you? I do, I do. I'm about to head to the airport and uh, come up to the Auckland city, the big smoke, and enjoy some nice weather. Laugh. Lull. Anyway, looking forward to getting up and seeing you boys and ripping into a big day tomorrow with the crew. It's been a big year, huge year, and uh, we've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So let's finish the, the year off with a bang tomorrow. We've got a full show. Stay tuned. We've got Baz, Skip, McCullum coming on, and he'll bring some laughs, some lulls, and obviously talk a bit about the cricket, the series win over in Pakistan. How good is that? couple of messages here where they're all gone. Cam Donald, he's going to Tiara Roa. How beautiful is that place? And uh, Mark's going to Aussie Bay in Picton. Uh, there's plenty of you all going over around the country. Make sure you travel safely and everyone uh, look after yourselves. But remember, we are back tomorrow, lads, and I can't wait. And just quickly, one from Kevin, uh, from Kane. Has Brad got any candles that smell like beer and drum and bass? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good one there. To... Brad, go tell your, your partner. To, to whip something up that sounds a bit like the festive season because uh, everyone is excited like myself. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned. Football's coming up. and There's plenty of power plays that you can get on in, uh, in the next on, on the TAB app to carry you through the morning's action. I'm on. Are you going to follow? Because I'm one from one, and I'm confident as ever, lads. So looking forward to getting up and uh, celebrating with your boys and... Uh, Catching up for some lunch and some bite. And even you, Aroha, you've been doing a stellar job. I can't believe it's been a year already. A year mm. already. A year's gone very quickly, Kempi. And, well, it's a full year for it yourself because you've taken probably one day, I reckon. I can count on my hand off. So you deserve a big break, my mate. Really, really enjoyed it. That is our wind-up tune. So you know what that means. We're off to go get a coffee. The lads going to go have some breakfast at Flair Bar. If you're up in Auckland, go say g'day. The boys would love to see you and chew the fat and uh, watch this game. There'll be a couple of coffees on order to watch. Killian Mbappe, can he punch his French team through? Well, you have to wait and see or can Morocco ruin their dreams and keep their party alive. It's all coming up live here on SCNZ. Back tomorrow.